Welcome back to Ways to Love Your Money. We're so happy that you're here today. We have a fantastic guest with us, Ms. Andi Frazier. She's uh, been a, you know, a constant in my life over all these years within my career path. She's a thought leader. She's an author now. We're going to talk about her new book. Uh, we're also going to kind of put her in a position too because we work with a lot of women. And when we're working with women, it's just basically a different kind of financial education. Money's so emotional. We have all these different threads that are attached to it. We work really hard for it, but we don't have the best relationship with it. With that said, I'm going to say thank you so much for being here on the show today, Miss Andi. We, we just love you. Thanks for being back. Uh, thanks for having me back. Yes, yes. So, so talk to me a little bit. What have uh, your you know, newest things that you've been seeing, what's been, what's been a big impact for you um, and basically the financial education front for women? You know, I will tell you that I don't know if it's because of the different conversations that we're having in our society around Me Too or just the sure. fact that we have so many people talking about money mm -hmm. and women that all of a sudden within the last year, I am seeing more and more women who are raising their hands, they're going to events, they're saying, I want to know more, they're getting more engaged, they're going deeper with the conversations. And so there is definitely a movement that is kind of been sparked and is taking place. And it's exciting for me to see so many women are actively seeking out and looking for education rather than being reactive to when there's an issue or problem. I think that's great because women for so long, we've taken the back seat, right? We've taken such a back seat to not necessarily knowing what to know is right, what's wrong, what's the best decision for you. A lot of my ladies that may still be single when they're a little bit older, you know, they're wondering who's going to take care of them, uh, you know, from a, from a control standpoint, really, you know, if they need long-term care, if they need, uh, if they need anything to take care of themselves, they're worried, you know, about who's going to do that. Well, they have, they have a freedom position that they can actually start planning for that. Absolutely. I think that, you know, I've been doing a lot of um, speaking or kind of doing some quotes for media around how we're teaching boys and girls differently about money. Sure. And something that really comes up a lot with how we teach girls is we're, as women, maybe natural caregivers. And we're always thinking about other people outside of ourselves. And that influences how we think about money and where we want to spend it and how we want to use it. And that is different than sometimes how boys or men think about money. Well, I think it's interesting, too, because women have come so far, and now they basically said this a couple weeks ago in the news, that 52% of the workforce are women, which I think is amazing. You know, we're, you know, we're out there, we're working, we're, you know, driven, we're, you know, we can multitask, we can do all these different things. But yes, I think for centuries now that they've been treating women very differently when it comes to finance or responsibility or things like that, than maybe, you know, they should have been. I think we're, we're definitely, it's definitely come back up in the, in the surface of things. Yeah. So you wrote a new book. Tell us yeah. a little bit about that book. Oh, goodness. What a project that was. I, um, I really never had aspirations of being an author, but so many people that I talked to, you know, kept mentioning to me, gosh, you know, you should write a book, you should write a book. So sure. I did. I completed the book, and it, it will be out March 10th. Wonderful. And the book is called Financially Free, or okay. Finally Free, depending on who you read it. <laughs> I love it. The, uh, <laughs> The 11 conversations to have with yourself about mm -hmm. life, money, and worth. And you know, Elizabeth, when I wrote this book, I didn't want to write another how-to book. I feel like mm -hmm. that there's just a plethora of those out there already. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to write a book that focused in two parts. The first part being around our mindset around money, our mm -hmm. relationship to money, our values, our goals, our beliefs, and how that influences and impacts 
our financial success. And so that was the first part of the book that I really focused on. And the second part gives a very wide, quick overview of a lot of different areas that you know you should be thinking about um, in regards to your own money. And so the goal of the book is to really spark curiosity mm-hmm. and to get people to start thinking about their own answers to some of these questions. There's exercises mm-hmm. throughout the book. It's really designed to get them into taking some action. Um, certainly there might be an opportunity for me to write a how-to book, but you know, with so many people writing them out there, and then another thing that really concerns me when I read mm-hmm. these how-to books is that it's not a one-size-fits-all. Sure. You know, when you work with your clients, that every mm-hmm. person that you meet has some nuances of how their relationship, relationships or their decision-making and all of that is really different than their neighbor or their friends. And mm-hmm. so if we want to give advice and we're writing it in a book, you know, it needs to be, it's very hard to get into the nitty gritty and really to be able to give specific advice for an individual reading it. So I wanted to kind of stay away from that in this first book. So what's some of the advice, maybe a little snippet of the book, a little sneak peek? What, what's, a, what's a good snippet of advice that you have from the book that you think listeners would want to hear? Well, I talk a little bit about making sure you're identifying your values mm-hmm. and then picking and choosing your goals to align with those values and then align, aligning your actions with those values and goals. Um, I talk a little bit through about how to think about decision making and what mm-hmm. process you should go through when you're doing that. What are your beliefs about money? And then I kind of end this chapter with talking about what does an adult relationship with money really look like <laughs> and about how it's important for us to have responsibility when it comes to money and taking ownership of our own journey. Um, and so that was really exciting to be able to do. And there is a section in there that really talks about how to find the right money mentor or the right mm. financial advocate, somebody mm-hmm. that can really advocate on your behalf and not just tell you what you want to hear, mm-hmm. but also tell you the things that maybe are hard to hear but are necessary for you to you know, move forward with your money. I think that's a great statement, finding a great money mentor. You know, mm-hmm. successful people have many mentors over their entire career. I know you've had some, I've had some, and you know, that's made us the people that we are today. So a money mentor, that is an amazing thing that should actually be trademarked and, you know, coin phrased, right? That's one of those, that's one of those powerful pieces. We all need good mentors to help us get into a better relationship with money. Now, when you were researching for your book, did you find um, a different kind of comprehension for women to understand your reading or, or to speak to them? Did you, did you do any like little research like that or, or what was it just the women that you've been working with and, and uh, basically educating and speaking to? Uh, these last few years? Well, I don't know that it's too terribly different from women and men. I will say that I definitely weave in different stories throughout Mm -hmm. the book. I think that's really important. It gives somebody the ability to kind of have a story they can relate to. Mm -hmm. There's exercises throughout the book. I definitely find that for me, when I read a book, especially one that's around development in some area of my life, I want to have exercises that I can do just to check in to see how I'm doing. So I wove in some exercises and some things for them to be thinking about throughout the book. And so I definitely added that in. There's so much in here. And, you know, listen, it's impossible to address all of it at one time. The goal (laughs) is just to give you a little bit of a snippet of things to be thinking about so mm-hmm. that when you do go out and work with your money mentor mm-hmm. or your financial advocate that you have questions in mind you've done a little pre-work you're ready to have that conversation 
And, you know, Elizabeth, something that I'm seeing kind of trending lately that's of real concern to me Mm -hmm. is that people are reaching out to these financial influencers Mm. or these financial entertainers to get their advice Mm. rather than reaching out to people like you and I that are professionals in our field that have taken the time to really learn about what is appropriate now, how the tax law changes and how that influences our financial decisions and so one of the things that I've been seeing trend lately is people are going outside and they're talking to influencers and entertainers and they're getting advice from them and I'm very concerned about the repercussions of that when they take action on that advice without it really being based in anything that's really sound and, and educated. You know, that is kind of a scary thought because even some of those influencers out there and they have them in every world, right? Every world of industry. Uh, yes, in the financial services, in the financial planning world, I mean, it's a completely different set of rules. And if it's someone that's speaking to them that's not in that world, but they're maybe doing some research or something and they're pulling a few things out. Yeah, when the market's doing well, people can go make money. But when the market goes down, like we just experienced pretty drastically, what happens to those influencers that have been telling people about what they should be doing, right? Uh, it is it is kind of scary. It's a little bit, you know, uh, it is a little bit more unsettling because we talk sometimes about, do you want a sure thing? Do you want a maybe? <laughs> do you want a hypothetical? Do you really want something you can kind of count on? And I think people have lost that part of the vocabulary because we're in a marketplace, I think, today where they think nothing can fail, right? You know, we went through that even in, when I came into the industry in the late 90s, you know, we, the, everyone thought the market could never fail. And then we had a 2008, but it's not just about the stock market, it's about having things that are certainty and based on fact, based on proof, knowledge, education, you know, basically the requirements that take us so long to get to be in this industry the way we are at today. Uh, but I want to empower people to get really a better education so that they have, uh, you know, real meat and potatoes so that they can actually pick up a book like our book, right? They could pick this up, read it, and say, gosh, I've never thought about all those things at once. And it sounds like your book is going to help them get a better relationship. I love that you said a better adult relationship with money. <laughs> yeah. uh, because there's, there's really very few life skills that are being taught in school today. You know, there's, uh, we, we had uh, one of the gals, you know, her, her 13-year-old daughter in here, we're just talking about money, and, and she asked me about, um, you know, what's your take on allowance? And we had this big conversation about it, but I started to get her, her mind thinking because it was about, you know, working for money. You know, when we're working for money, we know we're going to get money in return. When we get to that retirement date, money's going to act very differently, right? So I love the name of the book, Financially Free you know, or finally free. And I think it's probably a good book for just about anybody to read. Yeah, but I had my mom read one of the, the drafts, you know, before I yes. find, did the final edits through. And she, she's so funny. She said to me, she goes, you know, I wasn't really sure when you said you were writing a book, like what it was going to be about. I thought it might have a lot of jargon and things that I wouldn't understand, mm-hmm. um, even though she's been around, you know, the business. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, oh, I thought it might be kind of short. And then I said, well, she goes, I was so surprised. She said, I learned so much from reading your book, and oh. I can't wait to share it with all of my friends. And my daughter That's has read the wonderful. book. And so you know, two different, totally different generations, mm-hmm. and she's been sharing it with her friends. You know, She's in college, and she's been tracking her budget and spending and bullet so great. out yeah. things. And so what I really love about that is that we have two people in very different generations and very different demographic, you know, from the South and the Northeast. Sure reading finding value in the book and if if there's one person that reads that book and then 
takes a positive action in the right direction, it will be worth it for me. It, it's always worth it. If it helps one person, it's always worth it. Yep. Well, sure. where can people find your book on March 10th? Well, you can pre-order it on Amazon now. Okay. That would certainly be amazing. And if you feel so inclined to write a review, that would be terrific as well. But it's also going to be available at any major bookseller out there. Mm -hmm. um, you can go to ondiefraser.com and there is a link there to get to the book as well. But Amazon is the easiest place. Barnes and Noble, it's on Apple Books. It's uh, on a variety of different. That's wonderful. That's wonderful. I want to congratulate you. You know, you've been a You've been such an educational force in this industry, and it's just amazing to see you kind of put all of your knowledge, education, experience into this book. But I'm so glad to hear that uh, people are giving you a review already, even though it's family right now, maybe a few other people. But it's a, it's a, it's a read that they're learning so much from. Yeah, it's been, it's been really, a, it, was, it was a lot of hard work, but it feels really good to, to have it done. And you know, Elizabeth, so many things that we know about our business, I want, there's so much we could write about and talk sure. about. Sure. And how do you figure out what to put in this book? So it's um, now that it's over, I'm like, I might actually write another one. We'll see, <laughs> but not, and give it a little bit of time sure. to do that because it certainly was a lot of work for sure. Well, I think what's amazing is that you did it. You accomplished it. Yeah. Now it's published, and now people can actually read your words, read your wisdom. Yeah. And I think that's a, uh, one of the biggest things we can give back as being, let's say, uh, thought leaders, authors, mentors to even other people that basically need a different approach about how they look at money. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank Andy for being here on the show today. What an amazing, exciting opportunity that we all have. You'll be able to get Andy's book here on March 10th. And uh, this is going to be something, well, do you want to be finally free from financial? But it's financially free, and this is so exciting. So check it out. You know, give her reviews on, her, on um, Amazon, but you have to buy the book to give a review. It's going to be amazing. I can't wait to get our copies. It's a, it's, hopefully it's a wonderful read for each and every one of you to read. I think it needs to go down to younger generations, too, and, and reach the gamut of all different ages. We all need to have a better adult relationship with our money and start by getting your Money Mentor book in front of you just so that you can start getting better education about how to take care of yourself financially and so that you can feel that you're more confident about your financial situation. Again, Andy, thank you so much for being here on the show. It's a pleasure to always have you here. We love your support. We love everything that you do. And uh, again, stay tuned. Next week, we'll have another show coming out of Ways to Love Your Money. If you have any questions, please send us an email at questions with an S at Elizabeth with an S, Dawson.com. We'd love to hear your feedback as well. Take care. information provided in this show is for informational and educational purposes only. This show is not investment advice, nor is it intended to address the financial needs of any particular viewer. The opinions expressed on this show are not intended to be an endorsement of any particular investment strategy or service of any other kind. You must make an independent decision regarding investments or strategies mentioned throughout the show. Before acting on information in this show, you should consider whether it is suitable for your particular situation and strongly consider seeking advice from a financial advisor.